0: Today on the Bill Kelly Show on 900 CHML. To paraphrase Mark Twain, everybody talks about the weather, nobody can do much about it. Uh, we're in a heat wave right now. Uh humidex readings are just off the map right now, and uh, well, it's uh, 10:08 right now, and it's 30 degrees, 86 Fahrenheit outside right now, and uh, and, and it's on the upward trend. So, what's going on here? Uh, Dave Phillips, senior climatologist with Environment Canada, joins us here on the Bill Kelly Show. Dave, how are you doing this morning?
1: I'm well, Bill. Trying to stay uh, stay cool here. Um, but it's a bit of a struggle, and, but hey, uh, you're right. I mean, we've waited a long time for these uh, kind of um, elevated temperatures.
0: I'm, well, June, I remember you were on the show in early June, and I think I asked you at that time, where is summer? What's going on here? Because remember, we still had kind of a, it wasn't even spring. I mean, it was, no, uh, it exactly was kind of, we had a kind of a messy uh, a couple of months there. And I said, you know, I'm looking for some warm weather here. Well, yeah. it's, here, <laughs> in, it's here in a big way.
1: Bill, I think spring and summer arrived at the same time, uh, in, at the end of uh, June, and we certainly got rid of uh, a lot of the rain that we've had. I mean, uh, farmers were really beside themselves. Seeding hadn't really even started in uh, by early June. and um, But no, we, we are in a, a bit of a heat wave. I mean, it's a two-day event, but I think it really maybe began a couple of days ago. I always look for, the big signal for me, Bill, is the nights that stay above 20, yeah. and uh, we've had had uh, three of them so far, and then tonight, and then maybe uh, maybe Sunday morning before the weather breaks. So, you know, four or five of those, and this is the first time the temperatures have stayed elevated above the 20-degree uh, 20, uh, 20 mark. But so many of us uh, look at, say, hey, anything above 30 uh, sort of counts in that heat wave column. And, you know, this day, Bill, is, I mean, hey, there's no diminishing it. I mean, we're talking about a high of 34 degrees and that's in the shade and that would be at the airport. So you can imagine in some parts of the city, it's even going to be warmer than that. Normal would be 27. So that's about seven degrees warmer than normal. But Bill, you know, the last time we saw a temperature as warm as 34 in Hamilton was like uh, six or seven years ago. So we know that this day, the morning, the temperature this morning, the, the, the what I was able to track was 21 point 7 was the low point, so the coolest moment of the, of the day was uh, about 5 o'clock, 21.7, and, um, uh, or I'm sorry, 21.9, the record's 21.7, so already we know this has been the warmest minimum temperature, a bit of an exotic kind of record, but nevertheless, it's important from a health point of view, and so certainly, we've already broken that record, and we probably break a record today because, well, we have different kind of records, a bit fractured in Hamilton, and, you know, at the airport, I think over the last 50-some years, the warmest we ever had on July the 19th was 32.5. I mean, we may have that by, by noontime. Mm-hmm. So um, clearly today will be the warmest day of the summer. But, you know, when we look over it, uh, uh, Bill, I think all we've really had were uh, have been, not counting today, but three days above 30. This time last year we had 12 of those suckers, and, and I think we've had maybe... You know, um, a one, uh, maybe, I think there's, I've counted maybe six or seven hours with the Humidex was above 40 this year. Well, last year, this time, we had maybe 25 to 30. So a, a difference from last year, but nevertheless, it has arrived, and uh, hey, some people like it and some people don't.
0: Dave, the uh, forecast, as I was reading this on my, my app here, is, uh, it, well, as you say, a hike today expected around 34, said feels like 44. How did they make that determination?
1: Well it it's really um um a, it's it's a matter of looking at the at the humidity of course and um we know that under jungle kind of air uh, uh hot and uh, moist um we 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 know that the body doesn't really um, perspire as readily uh, when the air is very humid, and that's how the body deals with the heat stress. I mean, in a in a desert situation, you can uh, it doesn't feel when it's 34; it doesn't feel like 44; uh, it feels like 34. Uh, but in a in a humid kind of air mass, um, where um, you know you you can't your your heat engine doesn't work as efficiently as as it would, and uh, so you. Uh, more stress on the body so we perspire uh, less and and so therefore we cool off less there's more stress on the body so in fact what we've looked at is uh... through kind of um... the lookup tables where we look at the air temperature you look at the humidity and um... and if the air if the humidex is like 44, 45 well it would be have to be a day when it was dry and uh, no humidity very little humidity and it would be it would feel like that your body would be as stressed at 44 as it would be at say 34 with with higher humidity so it's not something that is measured bill it's more of a lookup table based mm-hmm. on some uh uh heat uh, heat uh, equations, and uh, but I think it does represent fairly well the risk that uh, that that uh, hot and humid weather can have. And and I some people disagree; they don't think we should use the Humidex. Uh, I tend to be one to think: well, you know, if it air on the side of safety, then hey, maybe it's not a bad idea. I mean, some people are are okay with these kind of temperatures, uh, and uh, but others, like seniors and and infants, don't have developed the you know, the respiratory capacity, uh, maybe homeless people, maybe people working outdoors. I mean, they, 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 they need sort of some indication standards by which they can uh, can live better and seek comfort and, and rest and what have you. So I think the Humidex is... Um, is a good uh,
0: a good index. Well, and that's why they use the, the comparables, don't they? I mean, I've got some friends that have got a place out in uh, in Nevada that they go and visit, and you know, they, the temperatures they get thirty eight, thirty nine, forty. But they said, yeah, but it's a dry heat. Yeah. Uh, and and I, I said, yeah, that like makes a difference. But your point's well taken. I mean, we have a lot more humidity here. And I noticed that the other day we had one of those pop-up thunderstorms. Uh, as, as soon as it finished, and it was only last time, five or six minutes, it uh, took, uh, th- took the dogs to go for a walk. The air was so thick, Dave, it was almost like you were having to push your way through it. It was that heavy.
1: Exactly, Bill. You know, and we, we often blame, we say, oh, well, this, this hot, humid stuff is coming from the, uh, from the United States, the Gulf of Mexico, and there's hey, no question about it. That's the character of the air mass. But but we add our own uh, moisture to it through uh, evaporation. You think of all of that rain that we had during the, the springtime and, and sitting and standing there, and that evaporates the crops. I, another uh, uh, source of moisture is often the crops growing feverishly, and these warm temperatures, uh, they're, they're, they're really trying. To, to gain speed in terms of making up for uh, uh, a very slow uh, growing season, and so all that moisture is added to the air. And sometimes you can see Bill, where I've seen in, in some and in most of the research has been done on the prairies, where you're looking at. Uh, your air temperature and your dew point and things look uh, there, it's almost like desert-like conditions, and then all of a sudden, you'll have, uh, two weeks or three weeks later, you'll have the same air temperature, and all of a sudden, because the crop, the wheat crop, is just growing feverishly, all of a sudden, you're inputting that moisture to the air, and all of a sudden, you get a thunderstorm. You know, it's almost as if it was the straw that broke the camel's back, so to speak, that you just had enough moisture in the air to create a little bit more instability and and uh, and enough to, to trigger that Kind of thunderstorm, so local sources of moisture are also uh, contribute to the the uncomfortable uh, humidex.
0: What's uh, the term we heard on the weather the other day, Dave? Was heat dome? Yeah. Uh, what yeah. what exactly? I don't know if too many people have heard that expression before.
1: Yeah, I mean, we've used it before. It's not one that you find in the meteorological lexicon. It tends to be one sort of um, people trying to describe it meteorologically, and they think, well, is it like putting Roger Center over top of Ontario or something like that? <laughs> and, and, and you know, kind of, in a way, it is. Uh, you know, Bill, you, you see on the weather map all these highs and lows, you know, the high-pressure area, low-pressure. We know in a low, the air kind of rushes in at the surface and rises. It's a, a source of It's where we see stormy weather and overcast uh, and and a lot of activity. A hurricane is a low. A uh, uh, tornado is a low. Uh, just an ordinary garden variety thunderstorm can be a, a low pressure but in a high pressure area if you go into a high pressure area and it's it's often equated with sunny weather with calm conditions but can be hot and stifling and if you you see all of the air stacked up above you from the ground upwards and right up to where the the jet aircraft fly and that's a huge weight on on you uh, on the surface and so that's why we call it high pressure and so what happens in a high pressure area kind of of a dome situation is that um, the sun comes in, bakes the ground, uh, the air gets really warm and it rises, but it has to get through that, that thick, heavy layer of air, and it can't. So it's actually sent back down. And as it comes down, Bill, it it compresses. It's sort of like when you take your bicycle pump and you kind of pump your your bicycle tires. You can feel that that bicycle pump has some warmth to it. So when you compress air, all those molecules of air are just... uh, touching and banging each other, it generates heat. Same situation in a heat and high pressure area, or in a dome, or I sometimes refer to it as a lid, like a, on top of a frying pan. And that warm air rises, but it can't, it can't escape, so it goes down. It gets progressively warmer. We're breathing the same air Friday we breathe on on uh, on Monday. It's also the humidity gets in there, and it's it's really like a pressure cooker, and there's no escaping it. And it's a feature bill that sits... There, on the, this one is hugely broad stretching across i mean two-thirds of the united states from new mexico to new england from chicago to the carolinas i mean it's a huge feature and we're fortunate or unfortunate in the sense that hey it's it's touching canada but clearly not to the oppressive sultry kind of conditions that you're seeing in washington or philadelphia or new york city and so they're really under that dome we're just sort of at the at the edges of it and that's why it's going to be a two-day wonder for us and then the the cold front will come in on, on Sunday, and then we see next week really great temperatures, temperatures that are maybe two or three degrees cooler than normal, but still good beer drinking weather. I mean, you can <laughs> drink beer at 24, then you can at 35, too. So.
0: I I've pretty much mastered I can drink it at almost every temperature. <laughs> it, took, it took years of practice, I got to tell you. <laughs>
1: So here's here's the thing, though,
0: Dave. I'm not, I'm related. looking at your weather maps here, yep. and and is is it unusual to have a, a a weather system? I guess really a high. like This is a weather system. I guess, it's, although it's not a storm, uh, it's as as big as this thing is.
1: Oh, I think that's the that's the big issue, Bill. You've hit it right on. I mean, this thing is—we often call it the Bermuda High. It's sometimes, and there's also the California High over to the West Coast, and and uh, I've seen on the weather map to this this week that these two were were dominating the weather across all of the United States.
0: Absolutely. And,
1: um, and and it's huge. I think it's abnormally large. Bill, um, it rarely do you see where 38 states in the United States are under a heat advisory or warning. I mean that is rare, uh, and uh, and so typically you would see a portion of the continent, but not not really dominating the uh, the weather. So you hit it right. That's why the buzz about it. That's why the Americans are following it. Why we're interested in it, because it is so expansive that that's really everyone's talking about it from from almost coast to. Coast.
0: well because we've seen that i mean let's face it some of the places in the midwest and you and i've talked about this over the years chicago and places like that they get yeah. crazy high temperatures in the summer and and we always get that warning hey it's coming our way we're all under the same umbrella right now and this is weird i'm even the map of ontario here as you mentioned pretty much most of southern ontario all the way actually go the way up past ottawa to montreal is under this heat advisory right now you, you've got to you've got to go up around sudbury to get away from it
1: yeah, and even if you skip suburb, you look to the north. There, there's, there's some. Yeah, it's, it's there too. That, <laughs> it's coming there, and and uh, Nova Scotia. My gosh. They're, I mean, they're fretting by 31 degrees, but hey, their, their normal high today would be 24. So it's still seven degrees warmer than normal. I think they'll kick in there in New Brunswick. Now the standard for a, uh, a heat warning, uh, a heat alert there is different than us. I mean, it's a little less. I mean, they could get 29 degrees. We would need 31 degrees to trigger that. And their, their nighttime temperatures would be say 18, 17, 18 would trigger that. Ours would have to be 20 or above. So, and Humidex for them would would be like 36 as opposed to 40 for us. So different, different standards in different parts of the other country. But still, people be laboring under those those kind of conditions. But the, the good news, Bill, it's a short lived thing. I think that it, we always see more health issues when this thing goes on for. Yeah. So Six or seven days, like it did last year, um, and uh, two days. Uh, even you know, uh, fit and athletic people can be can suffer under these. But people with respiratory, they can sort of problems. They can say, "Hey, I'll put off today what I can do to, uh Wednesday or or Tuesday of next week," and that's really good advice
0: uh we got about 30 seconds left here the other yeah. thing that uh, happens in this we t- tend to think of the impact it has on us i can understand that but this is just crazy for farmers i mean uh, you know oh. it's it's really s- thrown off the schedule for crops this year i mean the, first of all the crazy spring that we had uh some areas the strawberries just never did uh develop uh, they came in late yeah. other stuff is late some of it's just big be- the, the, these poor crops are thinking what's going on up there
1: oh bill you Right. I mean, it's just like, a, uh, like a, a Jekyll and Hyde kind of situation for them. I mean, it's, it's you don't know what is coming your way. And uh, to go from, uh, you know, uh, record, warm, uh, record wet and, and cool and then all of a sudden get this, this, this really warm temperatures that could bake the fruit on the trees, uh, I mean, they're just wondering. I mean, all they, they're not greedy growers. All they want is normal weather. And it just doesn't seem to be happening, certainly not this year.
0: Dave, always great to get you on here and give us some perspective on this. Thanks so much. Have a nice, cool weekend.
1: Uh, Bill, thank you so much. (laughs) Bye-bye now. Take
0: care. Dave Phillips, of course, senior climatologist with Environment Canada.
1: The Bill Kelly Show, weekdays from 9 to noon on 900-CHML.